stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, good afternoon, friends. Happy Friday. Welcome aboard. Rob Breckenridge with the afternoons on 770 CHQR as we head into the weekend and uh, the final week of this month of April, which has been a rough month for a number of reasons. We're almost out of it. Anyway, we've got a lot to get to this afternoon, 403-974-8255. We'll tell you more about it, but I want to begin with this story uh, that, that might just get your blood, blood boiling. This, this is pretty frustrating. Now, the city of Calgary has been dealing with a family-owned business that's trying to rebuild from a devastating fire about a year and a half ago. It was October of 2019 that this Dairy Queen on uh, 16th Ave and Center Street uh, went up in flames, just was, was gutted by fire, uh, just a, a devastating situation for the owners. It was 2013 that the franchisees, uh, Juk Young and uh, Sin Shim, had taken over this uh, this Dairy Queen, been running it from 2013 up until this fire. And, and obviously there's so much you got to deal with in the aftermath of something like this. The plan was to, to rebuild, reopen the store. But the city had other ideas. Now, again, look, if it hadn't been for the fire, the business would still be there. Nothing has changed with regard to the ownership of the land, the zoning for the land, none of that. And typically what would happen if there's a situation like this, it would be pretty straightforward. The business wants to rebuild, no problem, go ahead. Not this time. The city has said no. Now there's an appeal underway. But it caught everybody by surprise here. And again, like I say, this isn't about uh, a rezoning of the land or anything like that. But it has to do with future plans for the area and trying to uh, encourage more pedestrian shopping environments. In other words, this Dairy Queen, with its drive-through, just doesn't seem welcome there anymore. Is that the city's call to make? Well, joining us to talk a bit more about the uh, situation is uh, John Shim, who is the son of the uh, franchisees, the owners uh, of this Dairy Queen. He joins us on the line here this afternoon. John, uh, appreciate you making some time for us here today. Welcome to the program. For sure. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of people are maybe just hearing about this for the first time. So w- when did you guys learn that that the city was going to deny this permit? Actually, we didn't know until the deny, uh, you know, the rejection came out. Uh, we, you know, I spoke a little bit yesterday. We didn't expect anything else. We just thought that it was going to be, um, you know, as how it goes. Um, just kind of so when rejection right came here. out. Yeah, and you know, you know, I I I knew about the green line, but you know, I didn't think that that would impact our 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 business at all. Uh, so we just expected the permit to be handed to us or, or approved, and just going forward with what we have to do. Right, you mentioned the green line. So part of the city's rationale is because there's going to be a future green line stop nearby that they want to sort of change the the design of the neighborhood or they want to encourage a, a certain kind of development then essentially? Uh, th- that's the gist that I've been, you know, uh, right. told, you know, uh, and just sitting through some of uh, the meetings, uh, that's that's what I've been told. I, I, uh, since we're not the landlord, we're not uh, privy to some of the detailed or, uh, you know, uh, you know, the notes or anything like that, but that's the, you know, underlying message that 
has been told to us. So what was the initial reaction? I mean, you know, from, from you, from your parents, you know, I just can't imagine getting that kind of news. Um, well, since it was news to us and it was a surprising news to us, uh, it was devastating. Um, you know, plus that, you know, uh, me, I'm basically the liaison for my parents in dealing with all this. Um, mm-hmm. So for them, not being able to personally handle the situation um, it, it has always been a factor of, of you know, grief for my parents. Um, so, you know, all in all, in all the, the, the situation has been pretty detrimental uh, in, in our lives, at least. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, just imagine dealing with the aftermath of this fire and now everything else that, that your family's having to deal with. Uh, you've also had, as I understand, a lot of problems with the insurance company, too, on top of everything. Well, um, I think insurance is always trying to be uh, just follow the rules, and I don't fault them for it. It's just that, you know, me sitting at the uh, receiving end of it, 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 it is frustrating. Um, you know, it's been, everybody's trying to do their work, so I, I can't, I can't point fingers and whatnot. But uh, you know, whatever the reason is, it, it's it's been tough uh, trying to uh, get get whatever we think that it is possible for us to get. And you know, we're 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 working. There are people that are willing to help us out. So. You know, insurance is, uh, you know, hopefully it gets resolved. Can you put into words, you know, what this business means to your family? It's It was six years uh, from the time they, they took over this Dairy Queen to, to when the fire occurred. They put a lot into this business, given a lot back to the community. Can can you tell us more about just how important it's been in your lives? Well, it's it's been very important. Um you know, my parents worked very hard you know with the lack of english that they have in their versatile uh it's it's very important because it essentially is their retirement plan uh when we first started this um business i, I actually wasn't too happy about it because because of the language barrier because of added pressure of making this a success and uh you know at that time what we were investing in to start this was, quite frankly, almost everything that we've saved so far in, 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 in our immigrant life uh, when we first started here. So uh, it was a lot of risk. So uh, I, at the time, it was very risky. Uh, so even that alone was very uh, important. Like the, the, the actual DQ meant a lot to us. Um, so getting a rejection has been very tough. Um, at the time, we didn't know who we can lean on. Uh, right now, we're working with the landlord and, and you know, just going through the appeal to, to get this uh, in the right way for, for our sake. But mm-hmm. the importance of DQ has been significant because it literally is our, our life. You know, uh, it, it's very important to us. Yeah. So what about this idea that somehow... You know that that you could rebuild, but you couldn't have a drive-through. You couldn't have parking. I mean, is is, is that even feasible? Well, to us as a franchisee and as a landlord, uh, you know, I don't want to speak on behalf of her, 
uh, or the landlord side. However, for the franchisee, it's very detrimental. It's you know, especially with what's going on, you know, worldwide with the pandemic and um, basically, sale-wise, drive-through is very significant in the sale that it brings in. So for us to have that portion cut out, it's uh, uh, to quote uh, from yesterday, it's it's death sentence for a franchisee. Um, yeah, definitely, it's not a favorable condition yeah. for us. Well, let's hope this uh, appeal goes well, and uh, we'll continue to follow this. John, all the best to, to you, to your parents, and uh, all the best with this. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you very much. Thank you for your help. All right. Take care. Bye. There you go. That is uh, John Shim, uh, one of two children uh, of the Shims, who uh, the family came to uh, Canada in uh, 2001, been here for 20 years. Then they really tried to build a life for themselves and their family. And worked all kinds of different jobs over the years. In 2013, saw a real opportunity to try to build something uh, through this DQ location. Put a lot into it over those six years. And just, you know, the devastation of uh, watching all of that go up in flames. The hope that maybe it could be rebuilt and now having to deal with this. I want to get some further thoughts on all of this. Alicia Corbell had a great write-up in the Calgary Herald about this situation today. We'll get some of her thoughts, and uh, certainly you want to weigh in on this. 403-974-8255 is that number. We'll have some time for your calls and your texts coming up. Plenty to get to on this Friday afternoon. My name is Rob Breckenridge. This is Afternoons on 770 CHQR. All right, welcome back. So, yeah, just uh, north of 16th Ave. Uh, on uh, Center Street is uh, where this Dairy Queen was. It was there for a very long time. The Shims uh, took it over in 2013, uh, ran it up until October of 2019, this devastating fire, and uh, here we are a year and a half later, and what's going to happen? What's going to happen with this restaurant? What's going to happen in that area? What's going to happen with this family? So it's, it's a pretty horrible situation for them to be in, and, and the city has played a big role in putting them there. I want to get some further thoughts uh, from our next guest here, Alicia Corbella, columnist for the Calgary Herald, calgaryherald.com, and she's got a great write-up on this whole situation today. Alicia, thanks for making some time for us here. Welcome to the program. You're, well, you're welcome, Rob. Yeah, it, I would, first of all, I mean, it, what, what do you make of this whole situation? How, how, how would we get here? Absolutely heartless. Like, you know, I, I, I started off my column yesterday saying it's not very often that I cry while listening to city, a city of Calgary meeting. I was in tears for a lot of that, um, the SADB um, hearing, uh, the Subdivision and Development Appeal Board hearing, um, because, uh, you know, I listened to John uh, Shim, who you just had on, and uh, what a lovely, lovely family. I mean, I had actually spoken to him prior to him being on um, before the board and uh you know he told me about his his family and you know his mom and dad working so hard his dad three jobs two jobs as a cashier at uh, two different jobs at two different gas stations as a cashier working at a convenience store as well and this is an engineer from korea and you know they have a bit of a language barrier there and he you know just just the hard hard working smile on their face, just get it done kind of people. They've raised two amazing kids and, um, and you know, their, their business burns down because of an electrical fire and the city is just throwing up roadblocks on top of everything that they're going through. 
I just think it's heartless. Yeah. And, you know, these people who are saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, the, the city just doesn't want them to build a fast food restaurant with a drive through Well, if there's no drive through their, their business will go broke because mm-hmm. people will just drive down the block and go to the next drive through might not be the Dairy Queen, but it'll be another drive through and that's where they'll well, pick up their dinner or their breakfast or whatever it is, right? That's how it works nowadays. You can't sort of change the rules uh, partway through and, and devastate this family. But you know what's really got me, Rob, is the owner of this property is a, a fellow called um, Don... Don Gordon, he's 88 years old. And Drew Farrell wrote, um, you know, there is a significant potential for a mixed-use, high-density development at this location, either with this site alone or combined with the adjacent parcel that is primed for redevelopment. Well, how does she know? Has she checked in with the... The, the the landowners at the adjacent development, do they even want to redevelop? Mm-hmm. And, like, she expects an 88-year-old man to go into the land development business and put up at huge risk to himself um, a, a multi-use, uh, a mixed-use, high-density development on that piece of land? Does she even know if there's a demand for what uh, apartments there or anything? There's a, there's a glut of, uh, of condos on the market right now in Calgary. Like, why doesn't yeah. she do it, right? And yeah, had, exactly. I did, had she had had she called me back? Had Drew Farrell called me back? I would have asked you this question, Rob. Um, Drew, if your house burned down and you wanted to rebuild your house. How would you have felt if a city official or a city councillor said, no, you don't get to rebuild your house. We want you to increase the density because you live near an an LRT station. You've got to build a sixplex. But we won't help you build the sixplex. You're going to have to just go through all the hoops and find the money somehow and get the know-how somehow. But how is this 88-year-old man supposed to do that? He doesn't want to do that. His insurance will pay for a a similar building to be built, period. That's what his insurance will pay for. And then the the shims have their insurance to help them get, you know, the equipment that they've invested in and all of the things that they've, you know, all all the rest of it that's part of the restaurant. But, you know, they don't even own the land. But it's just heartless to me. Just heartless. It is. And to, to say, you know, oh, you know, they can even, this this um, project, this is what she wrote, such a project could even include a new Dairy Queen, but of course, without a drive through Why, of course, without a drive through Because she doesn't like drive throughs like, uh, yeah, well, and, and you know, we uh, we also reached out to Drew Farrell too, and and we've not heard any response as well. So she's apparently not talking. But talk about her role here. I mean, obviously, she's not the decision maker. She doesn't have a veto. But when the when they in, involve the local councillor, that that obviously plays a role here, right? So she's certainly a part of the story here. Well, she went before the planning and development community uh, uh, planning when this was before them. and um, got them to change their mind. This was going to be a rubber stamp deal. So she got them to change their mind. So, you know, people who are saying on Twitter, oh, you know, it's not up to her. Well, she has quite a bit of sway. 
So, yeah, it was largely up to her. And you can read her documents in the, in the package of like, you know, 200 pages or whatever it is. And she's on page 10 if people are interested. Um, I've got all the links in my column. And, you know, it's just heartless. Like, to, she, she says that she's, we are sympathetic to the owner and the franchisee, but this situation actually represents an opportunity for them to build something so much better on the site than what is proposed. Well, for, for That's people so who don't about have it, right? money yeah. and skills, it's not an opportunity at all. This is a roadblock. Well, it just feels like they're exploiting the situation. This fire that was so devastating to the family is seen as an opportunity by the city because what were they going to do if there hadn't been this fire? They're just going to try to force this business out of there? I mean, they, they couldn't do that. No, so now they they're, they're, exploiting this, they're exploiting this situation, it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what's next? Uh, people who don't like a particular, don't like having a drive through uh, go down to the A&W and burn it down? So that they're going to get rid of the, you know, the drive. Like what? This is stupid. And, you know, um, I get it. Like we all want our city to be beautiful. But Rob, do you honestly believe if this was a gelato shop where they charged, you know, eight bucks for a scoop, um, that this would be an issue? Right. I mean, yeah, this isn't the way to do it. This isn't the way to do it, to treat, uh, you know, a family like this. Now, it's not. I mean, look, there's there's still the avenue of appeal. So there's still a possibility that that reason and common sense can prevail here. Is is there an opportunity for other counselors to get involved here? I mean, what what could happen next, as you understand it? Well, I've actually had a few counselors reach out to me. I haven't called them yet. Um, I've just been so busy trying to respond. Like I've I, I counted before I came on your show, Rob. I stopped counting at 245 emails. So just so everyone knows, I'm not going to wow. be responding to your emails. <laughs> but, um, you know, people want to help this family. They want to raise money for them. They want to. I've been offered. Uh, they've been offered free legal advice um, and that kind of stuff uh, by lawyers. And, you know, I don't know what their options are. Hopefully the... Um, Subdivision and Development Appeal Board will make the right decision here and have some compassion. This is how this family makes a living. This is their livelihood. This is their, this is what they will lose everything after 20 years of working all those multiple jobs, losing everything. Can you imagine? Their house is up on the market. We're we're kicking them when they're down, right? I mean, it's, it's so heartless. You know what? Like, it's hard enough out there for our small business owners. Their taxes go up all the time. They, they, uh, they're struggling. COVID has been a really, really difficult thing. And, and even before that, the recession, right? Like, yeah. can, can our city council and, and our counselors and our, our, our bureaucrats just sort of help our small business people get things done. The, the, the improvements to this plot of land, by the way, are significant. It's going to look way nicer than the old mm-hmm. one, way more um, landscaping. There's going to be, they, they've changed and moved, um, you know, the, the doors around and where you enter into it, um, like sort of more on a side street to enter into the drive through and all of that. Like, it's not going to cut off any pedestrians. You know, All right. well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Rob, it just, it's, it's very heartless. And I was so impressed it with is. this family. I was so impressed with 
John. And you could just even hear when he was talking to you. I mean, he's so humble and didn't mm-hmm. want to, like, badmouth the insurance company. <laughs> you know, they're, they're just the nicest people, right? Yeah, you can tell. So, yeah, as you say, and this is resonating with, with Calgarians, and hopefully there's some momentum here to, to reverse this decision. Again, calgaryherald.com, your piece, and you've got a lot of links for people who want to get more of the background on this. Alicia, thanks so much for making some time for us here. Always good to talk to you. You're welcome, Rob. Take care. All right. You as well. Alicia Gorbella, columnist of the Calgary Herald, calgaryherald.com, so help uh, really bring this story to the forefront. And, yeah, that's what it feels like. We're kicking this family when they're down. If there was some situation where the city or the land developer had a grand vision for this land, then fine. And, and work it out, right? Work out a, something with the business owners and everybody involved. But this just feels sneaky. Oh, your business burned down? Well, that's handy because we didn't really like it to begin with. That's not right. Thanks for downloading and listening to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at Rob Breckenridge. You can email me, rob at 770chqr.com. Talk to you next time. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.